Hello, um, this is the second episode on biological molecules. In the last episode, I finished on the Benedict's test for reducing and non-reducing sugars. Um, I'm moving on to another part of biological molecules now, and I'm going to start with polysaccharides. So, um, polysaccharide formation and breakdown. A polysaccharide is formed when more than two monosaccharides are joined together by condensation reactions. Polysaccharides can be broken down into their constituent monosaccharides by hydrolysis reactions. Functions of polysaccharides. Um, so on the AQA specification, there are three um, polysaccharides that you have to be able to explain the information of. Most commonly, you're going to be asked questions such as how does their structure link to their function? So the three that we need to know are starch, glycogen and cellulose. We're going to start with starch. So cells get their energy from glucose. Plants store excess glucose as starch. So when a plant needs more glucose for energy, it breaks down starch to release the glucose. Um, starch is a mixture of two polysaccharides of alpha-glucose, amylase and amylopectin. So amylose is a long unbranched chain of alpha-glucose. The angles of the glycosidic bonds give it a coiled structure that's almost like a cylinder. This makes it compact, so it's a really good storage molecule because you can fit a lot more into a much smaller space. Amylopectin. Amylopectin is a small... <laughs> that's not it at all. <laughs> Amylopectin is a long branch chain of alpha-glucose. Its side branches allow the enzymes that break down the molecule to get at the glycosidic bonds really easily. This means that the glucose can be released much more quickly. Starch is insoluble in water and doesn't affect water potential. So it doesn't cause water to enter cells by osmosis, which would make them as well. This means for good storage. Um, a quite a common exam question that you may be asked is about how in potato... Um, potato organisms why starch is a really good storage molecule and that's because of obviously it's not affected by osmosis which me and water potential which means that the starch is not going to be washed away if the potato gets wet um, which would make for a much better storage molecule than straight glucose as obviously that is hydrophilic which it does, it's a solvent dissolves in water so yeah glycogen Animal cells get their energy from glucose too, but animals store excess glucose as glycogen. Another polysaccharide of alpha-glucose, um, its structure is also very similar to amylopectin, except that it has lots more side branches coming off of it. Um, loads of branches mean that stored glucose can be released quickly, which is important for the energy release in animals. It's also a very, very compact molecule, which means for very good storage as well. Cellulose. Um, cellulose is made of long unbranched chains of beta-glucose. When beta-glucose molecules bond, they form straight cellulose chains. Um, the cellulose chains are linked together by hydrogen bonds to form strong fibres called microfibrils. The strong fibres mean that cellulose provides structural support for cells. Um, now we're going to explain the iodine test for starch. So if you're wanting to test for the presence of starch in a sample, you'll need to do the iodine test. 
So it's quite simple. All you need to do is add iodine that's been dissolved in potassium iodide solution to your food test sample. If there is starch present, then the sample will change from a brownie orange to a dark blue-black colour. I'm now going to move on to lipids. So what are lipids made from? Lipids are different forms of protein and carbohydrates because they're not polymers formed from long chains of monomers, so they're different, obviously, from the proteins and the carbohydrates. Lipids are made from a variety of components, but they all contain hydrocarbons. Um, hydrocarbons are molecules that are made of only hydrogen and carbon. The components um, they're made from relates to the lipids function. So there are two types of lipids that we need to know on the AQA specification, and these are triglycerides and phospholipids. So triglycerides. Triglycerides have one molecule of glycerol with three fatty acid tails attached to it. Fatty acid molecules have long tails made of hydrocarbons. The tails are hydrophobic, which means that they repel water molecules. Good way to remember it, phobic, phobia, you're scared of water, you don't want to go near it. Um, these tails make lipids insoluble in water. Fatty acids. All fatty acids consist of the same basic structure, but the hydrocarbon tails varies. There are two kinds of fatty acids, saturated and unsaturated. The difference is in their hydrocarbon tails. Saturated fatty acids don't have any double bonds between their carbon atoms. Unsaturated fatty acids do have double bonds between carbon atoms, which causes their chain to kink. Triglyceride formation. Triglycerides are formed by condensation reactions. Um, an ester bond forms between the two molecules, releasing a molecule of water. This is obviously a condensation reaction. Um, this process happens twice to form a triglyceride. Phospholipids. The lipids found in a cell membrane aren't triglycerides, they're phospholipids. Phospholipids are quite similar to triglycerides, except for one fatty acid tail molecule is replaced by a phosphate group. This is quite an important um, concept to get your head around, as this is very, very common question on exam papers as well, which may ask you what is the difference between triglycerides and phospholipids. The fatty acid tails are hydrophobic, which means phobic phobia repel water. Um, this is important in the cell membrane. Properties of lipids. So you need to know how the structures of triglycerides and phospholipids are related to their properties. Triglycerides. Triglycerides are mainly used as energy storage molecules. They're good for this because they, um, their long hydrocarbon tails of fatty acids contain lots of chemical energy. A load of energy is released when they're broken down. Because of these tails, lipids contain about twice as much energy per gram as carbohydrates. Also, they're insoluble in water, so they don't affect the water potential um, of the cell and cause water to enter the cells by osmosis, which would make them swell. The triglycerides bundle together in, as insoluble droplets in a cell because the fatty acid tails are hydrophobic, but the tails face... So the tails face inwards, shielding themselves from the water with the glycerol heads.
phospholipids. Phospholipids make up the bilayer of cell membranes. Cell membranes control what enters and what leaves the cell. So phospholipid heads are hydrophilic and their tails are hydrophobic. So they form a double layer with their heads facing out towards the water on either side. The centre of the bilayer is hydrophobic, so water-soluble substances can't easily pass through it. Um, the membrane acts as a barrier to those substances. I'm now going to explain the emulsion test for lipids. If you wanted to test for the presence of lipids in a sample, you'll need to know the emulsion test. So you're going to shake the test substance with ethanol for about a minute, then pour the solution into water. I can't stress this enough, but that order of sequence is really, really important. You have to say that the ethanol is poured into the water, not the water into the ethanol. You will lose marks if you say that on an exam paper. So any lipid um, will show up as a milky white emulsion in the test. That will give you your positive result. The more lipid that there is, the more noticeable that the milky colour will be. So just to recap that. So you shake the substance with ethanol for about a minute and then pour the solution into water. If a milky white emulsion forms, then lipids are present. So that is all for this episode. Thank you very much for listening.